Hosea chapter 2 and verse number 16. And it shall be at that day saith the Lord. You got to get who's talking. Saith the Lord that thou shalt call me Ishai and shall call me no more Belai. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth and they shall no more be remembered by their name. The Lord said to his people, Thou shalt call me Ishai, and shalt call me no more Belai. My title tonight is Within the Margin of Error. within the margin of error. Would you lift your hands and ask the Holy Ghost to speak to us tonight? for your goodness that your will be done tonight Jesus yes God seated. Thank you. We find God often in his book asking of men to do some very seemingly on the surface unusual things. He asks Abraham to leave everything he's ever known and travel to a land that on the way he will show. He asks Moses to leave the backside of a desert and go back to Egypt, even though he's free from its bondage. 
go back and preach to those who were still in bondage that God can get you out. He asks 12 men to leave nets and follow him. I could go on with the list, but I would say at the top of seemingly unusual and strange asking of God to man has to be Hosea. Because God asks of Hosea to marry a woman named Gomer. The strange part is she is a woman of whoredoms. She's a prostitute. And God tells Hosea, marry her. It is very strange. At face value, it seems very unusual, but when you dive into the reason behind it, is God was trying his best to show his people, his love for them. Because up to this point, God's people has played the whore. Hasn't always been faithful. Keeps on leaving. Doesn't stick through better or worse, always looks for an easy way out. That is so very clearly described in the book of Judges when every time God's people got in trouble, they used his deliverance to get out only to get back in trouble. This is what followed God's people way back in the wilderness when they can ask for freedom but then question when they got to cross a Red Sea. But then they are made to cross that Red Sea only to then question God where the water's coming from that they thirst for. And after God taking them next to 12 wells of water, only then to question God where food is going to come from. They've always been a people who are up and down. Faithful one day, doubting the next day. On board one day, looking for a reason to jump ship the next day. So God comes to Hosea 
And God tells Hosea, I know she won't be faithful, Hosea. I know Gomer is going to look for a way out. I know she won't love you the way she's supposed to love you. I know she always won't be there through thick and thin. But regardless of how she treats you, I want you to marry her. Because I want to teach my people a lesson. They can leave me all they want to. They can abandon me all they will, but I love them enough. I want to marry them. They may only want to date me, but I want to walk the aisle with them. And I'm going to show my people through you. It doesn't matter how much you leave me, I'll always be here. It doesn't matter how much you, you desert me. I'm a God who will never leave, who will never forsake, who... Somebody ought to be thankful that that's your God because you've not been faithful and you've not been there when he needed you, but he's always been there for you. Come on, am I the only one that's thankful? One day he left the 99 and came looking for me. Come on, we serve a God where failure is not final. He'll always come for you. He'll always reach for you. He'll always pull for you. That's how much he loves you. See, see, God saved you even though he knew you would mess up after salvation. He gave Peter keys to the kingdom knowing Peter would deny him. But in the denying, he never took the keys from him. He kept on pulling for God. Man, I'm, I, I'm thankful for mercy. Maybe some of you perfect people don't need it, but I'm thankful for a long-suffering God. So as I... As I read through this first chapter of Hosea, this story of unconditional love, I notice that in the first chapter there is seemingly a tug of war taking place. While the good is outweighing the bad, it's not very long that the bad tugs against the good. In verse 2 is where God tells Hosea to marry this prostitute. So it begins bad. But if you keep on reading, God promises Hosea that through this marriage, Children will be born. 
And I've already told you that, that children and birth is always spiritually speaking of revival. So it doesn't take us very long to deal with the bad before we walk into revival. Good. But then God comes back to Hosea and begins very specifically to tell him what to name the children. And the names of the children, their definition is not good. It's, it's, it's evil. It's sinful because this, this is what my people is birthing. This is what my people, this is what my people is giving life to. So it's bad. But then before the chapter ends, God comes back to Hosea and God tells Hosea, it's not going to end like this, however, because the day is going to come. They will repent and I will forgive and the slate will be washed clean and everything will be okay. I will not wipe out my people because, because of their forsaking me. So it, it, it's good again. It's a tug of war. There's a, there's a clash of good and bad and and I, I i can't i can't help but but to see that that is a lot like people's walk with god it's a tug of war don't believe me ask paul when i do good he said evil is present with me he said when I do the things I know I should do I then find myself doing things I don't want to do falling is not a sin staying down is It's, it's, it's a constant back and forth. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle with most, with, with about 98% of people, if not 100, walk with God. It's always good days and bad days. Days I feel like I, feel like I can whip the devil with a water pistol and days I feel like I can't even lift my finger. Days I find it so easy to pray and days I find it so hard to even say thank you, Jesus. Now, maybe you're not like that, but you're just listening to an honest evangelist tonight. Days I feel like I can preach the house down and days I don't even want to preach. It's back and forth. It's a tug of war. It's... it's it's seasons of life where the sun is shining, but then the rain is falling. It's seasons of life where, where things are going my way, but then my world's crashing in. It's, it's seasons of revival and seasons of rejection. It's, it's seasons of power, but then seasons of pain. It's seasons of destiny, but then seasons of disaster. It's up and down, it's in and out, it's a tug of war. It's days when good's winning and days when it seems like bad is when days when I feel like a saint and days when I feel like a sinner. The 
so God comes to Hosea. And God says, Hosea, I know the reason why my people feel like this. I know why they keep on messing up, then doing good, then messing up, then doing good. Hosea, I know the spirit behind them feeling like a failure one day and faithful the next day. I, I, I know what it is. You go tell them they call me the wrong name. You tell my people that I want you to get to a place that you start calling me Ishai. I want you to get to a place where you have a Ishai relationship. Because up to now, all it is is a Belai relationship. I want them to get to a place that they call me Ishai and they no longer call me Belli. Right now, the only relationship I have with my people is a Belli relationship. The only connection I have with my people is a Belli connection. The, the, the only romance I have with my people is a Belli romance. That's the problem, Hosea. Because the name Belli means my Lord. And it's not Lord as in reverence. It's, it's Lord as other countries have, which are dictators. I'm Lord over you. You do what I say. And if you don't, there's repercussions. You do what I tell you to do, and if you don't, you're kicked out of my kingdom. Hosea, the reason my people are in a constant tug of war is they look at me as a dictator. They look at me as somebody, if they don't do it, I'm going to cast them out. So they do it out of obligation. They do it out of fear. Mm. And most, most people's walk with God, especially when it has to deal with a holy lifestyle. Yeah, that's what I've come to talk about tonight. Is a Bella relationship. I dress the way I do because I have to. I don't watch certain things because I have to not watch certain things. I do certain things I do because I have to in order to sing in the choir. I live like I do because I have to in order to play on the music during church. So it's not, a, it's not a relationship based off of affection and love. It's a relationship based if I don't do it, I'm kicked out. If I don't do it, I go to hell. If I don't do it, he stops loving me. And the reason why is because we've had men being dictators. 
and so we've shoved holiness down people's throat and they've and they've and they've choked on it so long that I have to do this if I'm going to be a part of that church I've got to dress like this and I've got to act like this and I got to pray like this and I got to worship like this you hear me if your walk with God is based on heaven or hell that's a pitiful walk with God I mean, I thought we preached if you repent of your sins and are baptized in Jesus' name and are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then heaven is your home. If that's true, if you really believe that, then the hell issue for me was taken off the table October the 2nd, 1994, when I got the Holy Ghost. Hell's no longer an issue. I refuse to live my life with God only because I don't want to go to hell. It's peer pressure. Because of the clique I want to connect with and the clique of preachers I want to get involved in. I've got to preach a certain way. I've got to take certain stands if I'm going to preach this type of conference. And God's saying, this is the problem with my people. They've, they've not lived for me the way I want them to live for me. They live for me out of Bella, out of obligation. They pray because they have to pray. Not because they want to talk with me. They come to church because they have to come to church, not because they love me. And if your walk with God is solely based on that, I promise it will be a constant tug of war. Very interesting scripture that, that we all shout on, but deeper looking into it, that, that scripture that, that the Lord gives us the invitation, come boldly before the throne of grace. We shout on that part, but read the next part, that ye, that ye may find help when? In the time of need. But that's when we don't want to come. That's when we feel unwelcomed. When we look at something we shouldn't have looked at. When, 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 we, when we have spirits we shouldn't have. When, when we do stuff we shouldn't do. That's when the invitation is given. But that's when we don't want to come. We want to come when we feel clean. The invitation is given when we feel dirty. It's given in the time of need. But we've had so many dictators among us for a hundred years that you gotta do this and you gotta do that and you gotta do this and you got that 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 we feel like if we don't do it, well, what's the use of living for God then? What's the use praying then? What's the use coming to church then? And I've already messed up. So it's a constant back and forth. It's a constant battle with good 
and evil. And God said, Hosea, this is the problem. You tell my people they need to start viewing me as Ishai. Belai means my Lord. Ishai means my husband. So now the relationship goes from a dictator to a marriage. (laughs) From something I have to do to something I love him enough to do. You need to live for God because you love him enough to live for God. Not not so you can sing a solo. You need to look and dress godly and holy and separate because that's what pleases him. Not because you're trying to fit in with some group. Because when you do it because... When you do it because you love him enough to do it. You want to do it regardless of what's going on. You you desire to do it regardless of who's on board and who's not. Okay, Adam and Eve, I'm going to I'm going to make a garden of paradise and I'm going to I'm going to sit you in it and you are free to eat of every tree in that garden. Eat all of the fruit. Eat eat everything that that grows from every tree just not the one, the knowledge of good and evil. Just don't, don't touch that. What does the serpent do? He comes alone. And his temptation then has not changed to now. He told Adam and Eve to eat of that tree. So the temptation was for Adam and Eve to get their eyes off of every tree available. And just start looking at the one they can't touch. And that's still the serpent's temptation. Get your eyes off of all the blessings and all the mercy and all the Holy Ghost and all the healing and all the power and all the revival and and just talk about what you can't wear and what you can't watch and where you can't go and what you can't listen to and what you're focusing on the wrong thing because your relationship is on Belli and not Ishai. When it's on Ishai, my God, look at what all my husband's given me. of you that find it hard 
to live a life of holiness, when I say that at this particular point, I'm talking about in dress. For those of you that find it hard to do that, it's because of who you're worshiping. You're not worshiping Ishai. So, so people that, that serve Belli say things like, well, I can feel the Lord and still dress the way I do. Well, I can, I can be blessed and, 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 and still wear the things I wear. You're, you're looking for an excuse because you've not reached a place you want to please your husband. When you please your husband, you do what he says. And he said very specifically, women should not wear men's apparel, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do is an abomination. See, I don't preach like that to fit into an organization or to fit into a clique. I preach like that because I'm trying to please my husband. We are his bride, not his girlfriend. So, so he loves you enough to die for you. He loves you enough to bleed for you. He loves you enough to suffer for you. He loves you enough to go through torment for you. He loves you enough to be beaten for you. He loves you enough to have stripes put on his back for your healing. He loves you enough to die for you, but, but you don't love him enough to dress a certain way. And, and, and just in case you're unclear of who should have on what, look at the sign in the bathroom at every business in the world. Even the world knows who should be wearing what. Baby, they ain't going to preach my message. Some of you that was amen in me five minutes ago ain't doing that much now because your relationship is wrong. Well, how, who does he think he is? Tell me how to dress up. I don't. I'm sorry. All I can do is preach that book. I have no other book to preach from. And I have a mandate to preach that book, not to please your flesh. I worship like I do because I love them. I dance like I do because I love them. I clap like I do because I love them. I praise like I do because I love them. Not because of the beat of a song or, or the singer. No. Come on. It's, 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 it's a love. It's. of war some of you are feeling this is exactly why you're feeling it your relationship is on the wrong foundation 
husband have to. I mean, Belli have to. Husband want to. Belli, I'm afraid what he will do to me if I don't. Ishai, I'm afraid how I'll treat him if I don't. Belli, if I don't, I'm going to hell. Ishai, if I don't, I'm going to break his heart. Belli, if I don't, I won't be able to sing in the choir. Ishai, if I don't, I, not, I might not be able to sing in that choir. See, it, it, it changes the whole scenario when your relationship is on the right foundation. Belli, why can't I watch that? Ishai, I don't want to watch that. Belli, why can't I listen to that song? Ishai, because I have a new song to sing. There's a difference in what Belli gives to you and what Ishai gives to you. Get ready to read that. God comes back to Hosea after telling him, my people are looking at me the wrong way and calling me the wrong name. You go back and you tell my people the difference in what Belli does and what Ishai does. Watch the difference in my Lord and my husband. Hosea 2, starting at verse number 6. Therefore... Behold, I will hedge up thy ways with thorns yes. and make a wall yes. that she shall not find her paths. Yes. And she shall follow after her lovers. Her, 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 her lovers. Uh-huh. Plural. Uh-huh. She's still the prostitute. Uh-huh. She's still in that Dictator mode, I have to do this because that's how I make a living. So God says she's going to follow after her lovers. What happens? But she shall not overtake them. She shall not overtake them. And And she shall seek them. She shall seek them. But shall not find them. She won't find them. 
Then shall she say, Then, then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, to who? Uh, yeah, to my first husband. My husband. Yeah. Right. Not my lovers. Right. Yeah. I will return to my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she going to go back? For then was it better with me than now. <laughs> when I had a husband, I was a whole lot better off than when I got a bunch of lovers. When I was married to a husband, my life was a whole lot more peaceful than it is when I'm having to be involved with a bunch of dictators. Better with me then than it is now. Watch what she says next. For she did not know. She didn't know. That I gave her corn. I gave her corn. And I gave her wine. I gave her wine. I gave her oil. I gave her oil. And multiplied. I multiplied her silver. Her silver and her gold. And her gold. Which... They Which they prepared for Baal. What she didn't understand, Hosea, you remind that you remind my people when they had a husband, when they were married to me, they had wine, they had corn, they had oil, they had silver, they had gold. Those blessings didn't come from the hands of the Lord. It came from the possession of a husband. Blessings only flow when you marry him. If hell just ask you, was hell prepared and made for us? Then why are you scared of it? If it's not prepared for us, why are we living for God only because we don't want to go there? That's somebody years ago, they, 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 they requested, they, they said, Brother Atkins, I'll, I, I, I have a re request before you leave this, uh, re this revival. I, I request, I would like to hear you preach a message on hell. I haven't heard a hell message in years and I miss it. And my response to her was, why would you want to hear a message about a place you're not going? Rather than you would a place where there's no dying and no crying and no mourning and no death, where the lamb is the light and there cometh no night. Tell you why, because we're so used to a dictator relationship. But I'm gonna tell you when you fall in love with God, when you fall in love with His church, when you fall in love with your husband, you wanna talk about where you're going, whose hands you'll be holding when you get there.
Let me talk about a street of gold, not a lake of fire. Let me put, come on, let me talk about Wall of Jaspers, not a place where the one die or not. Come on, I know there's a hell, but I refuse to live my walk with God only because I don't want to go. I want to go to heaven. I want to please God. I want to make my husband happy. I want to make my husband love me so he'll give blessings to me. Remain standing, everybody. Musicians, come lift your hands, lift your voice.